following a limited consultation on an animal welfare reform issues paper that was apparently not widely made available and a committee of inquiry into animal cruelty run by the Animal Justice Party in New South Wales, which made wide-ranging recommendations that were based primarily on the animal rights agenda, a large series of proposals were developed by the Department of Primary Industries. Now, these proposals recommend that the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Act be rewritten to reflect a number of principles promoted by animal rights organisations. Now, of course, we all agree that cruelty to animals in any form is simply not on. But the animal rights agenda has, according to many, a very extremist view when it comes to farming. Many of them just don't like it. Roy Butler is certainly concerned about this. He's the member for Barwon, of course, from the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party. Good morning to you, Roy. Morning, Marcus. How are you? Not bad, mate. Thank you for uh, coming on the program this morning. Why are you concerned about this proposal? Look, uh, with what's going on at the moment, there hasn't been sufficient opportunity for consultation. I'm very concerned that the bulk of consultation has come out of people who live in the city. Um, and there's a lot of good people that live in the city. but uh, you know the threshold or the subjectivity of some of these tests for what is cruelty, like psychological suffering, uh, is just not something that, you know, you can't have a farmer pushing cattle up a race using a prod being told that he's cruel to do that. I mean, if you can't get them on a truck, you can't get them to market. If you can't get sheep through a dip, um, then that's actually going to have negative outcomes for the sheep in terms of uh, uh, mites and, and other parasites. Sure. So uh, you, you've, you've got to draw a line in the sand somewhere. I mean, no farmer... Uh, wants to be cruel to their animals. Their animals are their livelihood. That's how they make their money. You know, they value their livestock. They they look after their livestock because if they don't, they, they won't be profitable. Well, that's right. Uh, and you say we all know how much farmers value and look after their stock. The review needs to hear that. Uh, why hasn't it heard that so far, Roy? Well, look, this is uh, this is kind of flown under the radar with uh, with COVID going on and uh, you know the, the the drought that we've all been through. Um, uh, this is something that hasn't been promoted. There's only one farming group that's been consulted uh, in this uh, in, uh, prior to the discussion paper being published. So uh, we actually need people who are on the ground, people who are farming animals, who are breeding animals, who are, who are out there doing this work to have input to this. We cannot have a situation where we're basically being told, no, well, you know, that, that sheep's sad because you're, you're forcing it to get crutched or mules. We can't have a situation where people who have an agenda to basically say, well, they don't like farming, uh, to say you can't mules that sheep or you can't crush that sheep. You know, that's just, it's crazy. Uh, this, this, is, this is very much about uh, making sure that there are clear rules in place, not subjective tests where you could have somebody walk onto your property. Because don't forget, Marcus, under these powers, uh, the enforcement agencies like the RSPCA have the ability to walk onto your property uh, without you even knowing. So you could walk down your paddock and find them there inspecting your stock. Uh, these are significant powers. They don't have the balance of accountability and transparency or appeal, uh, and that's something that needs to be addressed. That needed to be addressed when they increased the penalties, uh, oh, you know, six or eight months ago. Very true. Um, how is uh, the way out of this? How can we make this a more level playing field? I, I see that you're asking people to uh, send submissions in before a cut-off date that's looming. 
Yeah, look, we've had that extended, so we got that extended to the 17th. We okay. need people who are actually involved in livestock production to uh, to have a say here. And and secondly, Marcus, the other thing that we need desperately is we need Parliament to return, you know. Well, the true. ability to mm. force government to be transparent, to force government to actually uh, answer questions and provide information. Um, the only way we can do things at the moment is through relationships that we've got with ministers and with ministerial staff. Sure. Uh, the, the function of Parliament and democracy bringing that back would enable us to actually have the debate about this bill and, and talk through the implications of it and really hold government to account in terms of what it should look like, make sure that... I don't know if you've looked at this, but cephalopods, like octopuses, we're now going to talk about whether or not an octopus is suffering psychological harm. I reckon anything that's on the end of a fishing line with a hook in its mouth is probably pretty unhappy. Um, well, but yes. uh, talking, <laughs> talking about that as psychological suffering... You know, it's a thin end of the wedge. Where does it go from there? Well, that's true. Um, you know, and it, 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 I understand your point. You know, when you have recreational fishers uh, and others that just throw in a line on a weekend, we're already pretty much regulated on what we can catch, what we need to release and all the rest of it. Uh, I mean, Australia has a very proud history, and in particular in your neck of the woods, Barwon and, and elsewhere around the Bogan Shire and other areas, Broken Hill, all the rest of it. Uh, people do enjoy the great outdoors. And, and let's be honest, there are some mongrels out there that do do the wrong thing, and of course they should be, uh, you know, they should be... Um, Criticised, and certainly, if they uh, if they are caught doing the wrong thing, they need to face the laws that are in place. But let's you know, let's not get too silly with this. Um, you know, let's not worry too much really about an octopus's. <laughs> I don't like to say it, but you know, an octopus's state of mind, for goodness' sake. Well, especially if you're, as you say, if you're out there um, throwing a line in, you're catching something, yeah. uh, they're probably not going to be happy about it. But, you know, no. we're talking about something that's happened for centuries. Like, we're, we're not talking about something that's new. No one wants to see cruelty to animals. Like that's, And you've said that, and I agree yeah. with you 100%. But people know uh, if they're dispatching something quickly, uh, uh, like if they're pulling a fish out of the water and knocking it on the head, they know if they're being cruel or not. And, I mean... Common sense would say uh, if you need to put something down or if you need to do something to promote the welfare of an animal, you do it in a way that doesn't cause distress to the animal as much as possible, you know, and, and that's that's what people out here do. That's 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 what life is, you know. You, you don't cause distress to animals. What's the... You know, something wrong with you if you want to cause distress to animals. I'm just having um, a look. Yeah, absolutely. Just want another issue before I let you go. Just looking about... Uh, uh, looking at a couple of areas in your electorate, the Warren Shire, Walgett Shire... Uh, Narrabri, uh, Lachlan, they're doing okay, Narrabri and Lachlan, but Gilgandra have a couple of cases. Walgett have six active cases, Coonamble two. Um, I mean, in the central Darling area in particular, uh, Wilcannia, as we know, that is an area of great concern at the moment uh, with COVID. How are people dealing out there? Look, uh, uh, two two and a half weeks ago, um, I was extremely, extremely concerned about um, what was happening in Central Darling, so will Kenya. Yeah. Um, uh, what we're seeing now is uh, a fairly, a fairly strong response. You know, we've got uh, Osmat teams, we've got ADF, we've got police, we've got additional health staff. Good. Um, RFDS clinic, pop up clinic. They're doing door to door vaccinations with the Osmat team. Um, there's a stack of food that's come into town. Woolworths donated a, a whole truckload of groceries into the town. Plus, they've set up online ordering to allow people to be able to get regular food in. And that's happening across, uh, you know, not just um, Central Darling with Volcania, but also out of Burke and Engonia. Engonia uh, is probably, uh, from a percentage perspective, got a higher percentage of its population uh, positive cases because it's only a small population, only about 150 people, uh, than Volcania. 
there, there has been um, there, there wasn't enough planning and preparation. Like, let's be clear about that. And there was also not enough urgency on restricting travel out of Sydney. That's also you know something that I think everyone knows. But the response that's happened uh, has been pretty significant and I've been in regular contact with people on the ground out there um, and, and I, the other good point to make Marcus is that uh, in Wilcannia uh, there's actually 26 people who have recovered now good so, uh, excellent it's, yeah the number the headline number of 99 uh, it looks terrible I agree but um, yeah, there are actually 26 that have recovered which is good news Ab- absolutely but it is something that I want to continue to keep an eye on with you and we'll talk further about it maybe later in the week or into next week because Wilcannia has been an area of concern and uh, I noticed there were a, a whole uh, number of mobile vans uh, that moved into Wilcannia, I think, over the weekend and have been set up at uh, the local caravan site and along the river as well. Um, it, it follows some awful stories that we read about locals having to, you know, do their washing in the in the river and all the rest of it. So we, we certainly, um, yeah, we needed to get help out there as quickly as possible. Oh, absolutely. And look, the, the mobile mobile homes, I wish it was my idea, the motor, motor homes, that uh, yep. wasn't my idea. Um, it's a brilliant idea because it means that people can isolate on country in air-conditioned comfort with a TV, with a proper bed, um, and not have to be far away from their family. So uh, I think what we'll see across uh, other LHDs, because uh, I've got four of them in my electorate, yes. what we'll see, um, a duplication of that, we'll see more uh, motor homes that would normally be out travelling the roads with holiday makers uh, and otherwise would be sitting idle. We'll see them being used for isolation because, frankly, it's just a, it's a really good idea and um, it had the support of the Volcania elders. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm very happy. I mean, for people who don't know Volcania, mm. there's a lot of homes there where you might have six, eight or ten people living in a home, so it's just about impossible to isolate uh, without having some other... Uh, way of getting into accommodation. So the motorhomes were um, were brilliant. Yep, they're coming online this morning. So they arrived on Saturday, started arriving on Saturday, and they're yep. um, being set up and ready for people to go into today. Wonderful. I'm glad we uh, we got you on to talk about that. We'll follow up uh, maybe later this week to see how it's all going and into next week as well. Yeah, no worries at all, Marcus. Thank all you. All right, right.